Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. I'm so grateful for your support of this station and this radio program. For more information about the Encounter Ministry, please email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org or just go to our website, thehopeencounter.org, T H E H O P E, Encounter. Org, and you can find more information about our ministry. There's a Bible study that's meeting on Tuesday nights uh, that you can get plugged into. It's never too late to get plugged into that Bible study, as well as coming to an encounter service on a Friday night at 1301 Brandon Road, which is where the Bible study is on Tuesday night. So uh, please email me for more information about that. And I want to thank you for your support of the encounter ministry. We've been working through uh, the 12 anchors of hope through the encounter bible study where hope can be found and anchor 10 is where we picked up where we started last week commit to a daily prayer life and grow my relationship with the father which is the purpose of prayer and so i just want to just pick up where we left off uh, last week talking about prayer and the first thing i want to say is we don't approach god in prayer on our on our own good merits we approach him by his amazing grace See, we can never approach God in prayer because we're good or, or have done good works. We can approach him because of the finished work of Christ as that's already been done on our behalf. See, the work of Jesus bridges the separation that exists between the sins of humankind and the God who created humankind. And when a person recognizes and believes in the finished work of Jesus, those sins no longer have any room in in the Christ follower's life. This means that willful, deliberate, and repetitive sin does hinder your prayers uh, and your relationship with God. And so it's important to make sure that we're always in a spirit of repentance, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's That's a prayer that I pray before I receive communion. That's a prayer I pray before I enter into my prayer closet and just go to God in prayer. I want to make sure there's nothing hindering my prayers. God is still a holy God, but he declares us righteous. He declares us forgiven. We just have to walk in that righteousness and and that forgiveness. Now, we got to be honest about the sins in our lives. I still commit sins. I still need God's grace. And being honest with God about your sins, repenting from them and asking for forgiveness— Boy, that, that's just the key in closing that gap and make, making sure that the, that the lines are open so that Jesus can hear us, so that Jesus can take our prayers to the Father. And so we want to make sure that, that not only are our prayers are heard, but they're getting answered. That's the important thing. And the enemy will do everything he can to keep us from praying. And, that's, and you have to understand that. And that's why Hebrews 4.16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. Do you need grace to help you? I mean, do you need mercy? Well, that, that's why the Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of God, where we'll find mercy and grace when we need it most. And here comes one of the most incredible prayer promises. And I'm reading straight from the Encounter Anchor 10 Lesson Bible Study. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me. And I will answer you, and I will tell you wonderful and marvelous things that you know nothing about. This is one of the biggest reasons to pray. God reveals things to us that we know nothing about. 
God reveals to us the mysteries of God, the things that are about to happen in our lives. Like it says in Isaiah 42, 9, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. If you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show, don't you want to know things about your life because every day of your life is recorded in, in God's book? He will reveal those things to you. He will guide you in truth. And he, he will tell you wonderful and marvelous things you know nothing about if you call to God. He says, call to me and I will answer you. It's one of the most incredible prayer promises in the entire Bible. And it just sets us up for a great relationship with God. You see, a good, honest relationship is built on dialogue between two parties. In the same way, prayer has all the characteristics of a deeply meaningful conversation between two people. And when it's between you and God, the results can be even more wonderful. Prayer allows us to know God better and experience more of his love. It makes us grateful and hungry to remain in close relationship with him and communicating with God by both speaking and listening because that's prayer. That's praying as well too. It's the only way to build a relationship and there's no more exciting experience than encountering that kind of love between the father and his child and that would be you. You're all children of God. Look what it says in Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. What a promise. Now, wouldn't it be such a joy to experience the, the full blessing of that promise? It is possible. Otherwise, God wouldn't have included it in his word. You see, King David sought the Lord with all of his heart. He wrote many psalms that were prayers and songs as well. Sometimes he was happy. Other times he was heartbroken. Some of his words are filled with gratitude, others with lament. In all of his psalms he wrote, I tell you what, he was brutally, on, brutally honest with God. I think if David was around today and they looked at his writings, David would get diagnosed with all sorts of, of, of diseases that they label people with. Uh, but he basically, David just spoke from the heart. He was up, he was down, he was fearful one day, he was complaining one day, he was lamenting one day. And he was walking in victory the next day. And he was praising God the next. I mean, I'm telling you, he's up and he's down. David is a classic example of how we wake up to a different set of emotions each and every day. But David prayed. And he prayed all the time. He, he, had, a, he had a relationship that was unique. And that's how your relationship with God is intended to be. Honest, real, and personal See, nothing would build your relationship with Jesus Christ like a committed prayer life. It's, you see, you were born to pray. You were created to pray. And it's one of the greatest gifts that God has given us, this side of heaven, so that we can have communion with God, so that we can have relationship with God, so that we can talk to God. You have not because you ask not. We don't have things in our lives because we don't dare to ask for them. And we have to ask with the right motives. See, prayer gives our battles over to God and allows him to fight for us. It lays our burdens at the foot of the cross. It gives us proper perspective. It tells our problems how big God is instead of telling God how big our problems are. And prayer reminds us that, that God has great power and that we're powerless without him. And while prayer is a personal means of being in a relationship with God, you'll never impress your father with fancy religious words. So you don't, don't try and be someone that you're not. Don't turn into this all holy person praying differently than how you speak because he sees right through that. See, true prayer gives God the reverence he deserves. So, but, and, and so you want to be reverent, 
but you don't want to be you don't want to be somebody that uh, you just turn into a different person, like like some pope or something. Uh, oh God, you know all this stuff, and you just talk to him like I'm talking to you on the radio. I said, Father, I need you, Jesus, I need you, Jesus. I'm coming to you. I'm broken. I'm I'm messed up. I'm confused in my mind. I just need to hear from you. I just need to pray to you. I need your help. The Bible says, "In the day of trouble, call upon me, and I will answer." He's an ever-present help, and I love that promise. So. So just be yourself, but don't treat him as just your buddy. He's, he's your king. He's your Lord and your Savior. So one of the practices that I've learned early on when it comes to prayer, uh, and it's a great way to start your day. If you don't start your day like this, it's just a little, it's a little acrostic called KISS. And, and the K stands for kneel before God. See, prayer is a great opportunity to express your gratitude. As you acknowledge God's presence, his love washes over you. You can kneel physically before him or you, or you can bow your heart. You can bow in your heart before him. Your posture is not as important as your motive. And whether you lie prostrate on the floor or look up to the sky, the position of your heart is what touches God's heart. He will hear the prayers of the one that has a pure heart whose motives are surrendered to his will. So I want to tell you that a great way to start your day praying is with the K, kneel before your God every day. And then the I stands for invite him into your day. When you wake up in the morning, uh, you just talk to him, acknowledge his mercy, acknowledge his grace. Uh, You can pray something like this. I invite you into this day and I give you full permission to be Lord over my life, my day, my goals, my plans, my dreams, my problems, my concerns, my meetings, my emotions, the things I'm facing with. the things I'm praying about, the things I'm, I'm planning. I, I just want to invite you into my day to be Lord over my day, to redirect. I may make plans, but, you know, God, you order my steps. So invite God into your day. Invite him to be Lord of your day. Invite him to speak into your day. Invite him to protect your day. Invite him to bless your day. Invite him to use you in that day. And then this is always important. Uh, so the S, K-I-S, the first S stands for self-evaluation. It's a very important part of prayer. Uh, God will speak and convict when you really value his truth. You can pray, Lord, this is my situation. This is how I'm doing. I did some good things. Here they are. And I fell short in some areas. And this is how I messed up. And here's where I need your grace and forgiveness. Here's what I should have done. Here's what I wanted to do. This is the result of my actions. Please forgive me, Lord, and thank you for your grace, power, and forgiveness. You just do a little self-evaluation every day of what your previous day was like or that earlier in the day, and you just move on and receive God's grace. And then you're, you're set up for the second S in KISS, which is supplication, which is a biblical term for taking your needs for the Lord. It's just your prayer list. When you have needs and concerns, it's important to ask God for ex- ex God for his help. You can also intercede on behalf of others. Intercession means that you are pleading with God for the needs of someone else. Praying for others is a great blessing. It strengthens your relationship with God as he grows your compassion for others. You may never truly know until you get to heaven how your prayers move the hand of God and brought blessings to the lives of other people. I love praying for other people, especially when the Holy Spirit prompts my heart to pray for others. I've been praying for uh, some special people in my life that have blessed me that that I haven't been praying for in the past, but now God's prompted me to pray for them. 
And I want to pray for you today as well if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show. But after you start your day with a little kiss, a kneel before God, invite God into your day, do a little self-evaluation, and then supplication, give God your prayer request. See, never start with supplication. Never start with your prayer list. Always start kneeling before God with praise and adoration and thanks. And then invite him into your day, do that self-evaluation, and then give God your prayer list. Uh, and then what, what I suggest that you do after you do all that is the whole practice of Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. And after you come to God with your daily kiss, it's important not to abruptly end your time with him. Leave space and wait and listen to God. And what I would do is I would just be still. And I may say something like, Lord, is there anything you want to talk to me about? Is there anything you want me to change? Is there anything you want me to stop doing? Is there a person you want me to pray for, a bless in some way? See, Scripture says that his sheep hear his voice. It may not be audible, but it will be unmistakable. You may not be used to spending time with God. It may even be awkward for you. Even so, don't dismiss it. Satan will make sure that he'll distract you because he hates that you have a relationship with God. Don't listen to him. Take those thoughts captive. Don't let him trick you into being afraid to spend time in prayer. And you'd never have to be in a hurry. Just ask God to quiet your mind so his voice is the only one you hear. And that's a prayer that I learned to pray years ago as we close out this encounter radio show. Lord, let your voice be the only voice that I hear and obey. Silence every other voice that's not yours so that your voice will be the only voice I hear in Jesus' name. Friends, if you pray that prayer, God will hear it and you'll be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.